You're listening to the podcast series brought to you by the Samuel Proctor Oral History Program at the University of Florida. Founded in 1967, the program has developed into one of the largest oral history archives in the nation with more than 6,000 interviews. We are dedicated to gathering, preserving, and promoting histories of individuals from all walks of life. One community, many voices. Shocked by the limited number of voices in media, David Barsamian wanted another option. He started Alternative Radio to broadcast different voices, such as linguist Noam Chomsky and historians Howard Zinn and Edward Said. His interest in broadcast and activism started at a young age. He feared the remaining survivors of the Armenian genocide, including his parents, would not be remembered. Well, these people, like, they're 75, 80, 85, they're going to die. They're going to take all their memories with them. These interviews have been some of the most challenging of his career. I mean, it's hard enough interviewing your own mother, but hearing about the loss of her three younger brothers, her parents, uh, it's just... Uh, you know, it's horrifying that someone had to live through that, someone that you know intimately, you know, and to try and get gather that information. Those were the most difficult interviews I've ever done in my life. But by recording the memories of the survivors, he could preserve their culture and show the violence was not random, but a systematic killing. So Turkey is still in denial, which means what to me and other Armenians? And I think it should matter to everyone because it's a human rights issue. It means there's no closure. There's no acknowledgement. You know, we cannot move forward when our past is being denied. And that's, that's a, you know, a tragic situation uh, that continues to this day. And it's a, it's a cause of pain to Armenian Americans and uh, I think citizens of conscience anywhere. Just as he started his broadcasting career early, Barsamian became politically active when he was just eight years old. He started writing letters to the editors of the New York Daily Post. Growing up, he questioned government decisions like city tax money going towards professional sporting team stadiums. This has influenced his career as a journalist. I was very skeptical about authority and power and felt that, you know, powerful institutions lie to people. That's what they're about. They're not about telling the truth. He is committed to telling the truth. Though the number of networks broadcasting his program is shrinking, he is still dedicated to airing different voices. There were 50 corporations that control most of the media in the early 1980s. That number is five today. And this, this trend of consolidation and centralization, it's, it continues. It's unrelenting because that's what capitalism is, is about. One of the major lies about capitalism is that it cultivates competition. It doesn't cultivate competition. It wants to eliminate competition. From recording the stories of genocide survivors to interviewing diverse thinkers, Barsamian has tried to increase the number of narratives heard. Journalism has been a tool to share these voices that may go unheard. It also has been a tool for Barsamian to check the words and actions of the politically powerful. So we need, a democracy needs a vital independent journalism uh, that can get dirt under its fingernails, that can uncover you know, important stories and reveal a corruption where it exists to, refi to reveal um, malfeasance where it exists. For more information about this segment and our collections, please visit our website, oral.history.ufl.edu.